Okay. Now, we have one last thing to talk about. And we are going to have in this chapter, I try to introduce only about one thought per chapter, one major thing. This one has two because we don't have to deal with the meanings of the cases here. This is just a new pattern. We are also going to deal with prepositions today. Prepositions. <clears throat> now, in prepositions, a preposition, you'll remember from English Review for Greek, is placed before a noun or a pronoun and relates that noun or pronoun to something else in a sentence. Normally, a verb, but it might be a noun. So, if you say, the boy fell into the well, into relates well and falling. <clears throat> it doesn't tell you something more about boy. It's adverbial. This would be adjectival. The boy in the well cried out repeatedly. Now, the boy in the well is defining boy. What we are going to get now for about the next five or six chapters are prepositional phrases that are adverbial in nature. Okay? So the ones that modify the verb. He went into the city. They sent bread to the uh, city. Let's use that again. They preached in the city. Where did they preach? That's not modifying they. <clears throat> now, in general, in general, I'm going to erase over here the prophetes. There's a diagram you'll see in your book, and I'll put up something similar right here. If you think in terms of spatial relationships, <clears throat> the prepositions will take cases after them in the word that they govern. Now, in our language, in our language, all prepositions take the accusative. In him, through him, of him, toward him, by him. <clears throat> we don't say by his or in his. See? Following the preposition, the noun will be in the accusative or objective case in the English language. Now, Greek is different. Greek has prepositions governing nouns and pronouns, but they can be, those nouns or pronouns, having an ending that expresses the genitive case or the dative case or the accusative case. So it's just like German. And it is, in other words, now here's, here is a word that you should become familiar with. One of the so-called oblique cases. The oblique cases are the ones other than nominative. Other than nominative. So the oblique cases, one of them, the preposition must take one of them. 
And there is, Matthew, a method to this madness. Spatially, if we're dealing spatially, like in, toward, from, that kind of thing, by, here's how it lays out. When you have motion away from or out of, it's going to be in the genitive. When you have something next to something or in it, that's going to be in the dative. And when you have motion towards something or even into it, that is going to be in the accusative. Now, let me make something perfectly clear here. When I say it's going to be in the accusative, I mean the noun following the preposition, I don't mean the preposition. The preposition doesn't ever change its form. The only thing that changes forms are nouns and adjectives. Prepositions, adverbs, interjections, particles, these never change their form. Only nouns and adjectives change their form. Now, Let's illustrate what I'm talking about. Let's say, let's take our word boat, ployon. If I wanted to say out of a boat, ek means out of, and now I'm going to put the word boat in the genitive, ek ployu, out of a boat. But let's say I want to say in a boat. He was in a boat. Jesus preached in a boat. And now it takes the data. Ployo. Well, how about this? <clears throat> Jesus went into a boat. Ice. Ployon. Now... <clears throat> Let me put this another way. The preposition is demanding that case out of the noun that it governs. <clears throat> the normal way that this is expressed in English is we say that the preposition takes a case. I think there's a better way to say this. I, that's, that's what I also say in the book. I think it's better to put it like this, that the preposition demands a case from that noun. So when N is used, it simply demands that the noun that it governs is in the dative case. When ice is used, it simply demands that the noun be in the accusative case, and so forth. So there is a basic overarching rationale, or creed, as you would say, raison d'etre, for this, <coughs> which is <coughs> that when you have, when you have production coming out of, well, that's why it's called genitive, like generating something, moving away from, 
that'll take the uh, genitive case. Dative is associative or inside. And accusative, like pointing an accusing finger, is motion toward something. <clears throat> now, what we're getting in this chapter are six, or if you're from Europe, six <clears throat> prepositions. I've put three up here, ek, en, and ice. Out of, in, into. Let me put the other three up here. From, like he ran from the bear. With, sun, and pros, toward. So this is with or in, from or out of, toward or into. And those take those particular words. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Those take those particular cases. Uh, last observation on this. Note that the three that I put up first, ek, en, and ice, do not carry accents themselves. They are so-called proclitics. That is to say, they lean forward and take the accent of the word which follows them. So they will simply be, you may have recognized this when we read John 1, <clears throat> that we had some ek and ice and so on like that, and they didn't have any, um, uh, they didn't have any accents on them. Then that's fine. It's just, so <clears throat> that's really considered part of the next word like this, ek ployu, en ployo, ice ployo, ployon. As a matter of fact, for those of you who know other languages, this is very similar to what goes on in other languages. It's also worth saying that prepositions are one of the latest developments in language. And essentially, the cases themselves carried these relationships. The prepositions make the relationship more specific. So the genitive could just be used as <clears throat> separation in Greek. I mean, we get this like the second last day or something like that. Well, the preposition makes that more obvious. The dative is just associative. Well, obviously with an or soon, it's more obvious. And so forth. Rob? Oh, well, <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, you, a person kind of does that by nature. If it's written by itself, it would be an acute accent. All right, but as a preposition, it's always followed by a word, right? Unless you have this, this sentence. The first word is a paw, period. Now it'll have an acute. But other than that, the minute you say from a boat, it's going to be a paw, boat, because you have a word following. It's accented on the last syllable. Same with soon, which is a one-syllable word, and pros, which is a one-syllable word. So, yes, you are correct that if we have those, I'm just laying them out here by themselves without anything following, it should go like that. That is correct. All right. Um, uh, let's see here. Oh, would you now open your books? We'll take our break in about five minutes. Would you now open your books <clears throat> and go to page 42 and 43 
And Mike, I just want to take a look at your book here once. All right, uh, I'd like you to add something in that I am going to add to a third edition, uh, and that is on uh, page 42, under top of the page, C syntax. Add in a sentence there after the word intervene. Add in this sentence. Here, word order is important. And that, that's kind of key. Here, word order is important. Prepositions stand in front of the word that they govern. You do not have something like this. If I want to say to a boat, you, you don't have pros, then you have the verb come, and then you know boat comes after it. Uh-uh. That all stands together. To a boat is pros ployant. 